0: Live.
1: Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 384. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me today I have my special co-host, Tommy Berry. Tommy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'll do my best to replace uh, Mr. Romero. Lots to live up hear, to, him, but I'm doing I great. I hear he, he's out in the desert camping, you know, from what I hear. I think he does the yearly... Go out in the desert do some camping, so he can't be with us today. But we do have a good show lined up for us today. On the show, we have CEO of Vmug.com and Vmug uh, CEO Brad Tompkins, along with Chris McCain, director of the Port management for networking and security. So should be good. They have some new offerings around NSX Has been in the social channel, so we'll get to talk to Brad and Chris about what they're doing there and just get a kind of general update on, you know, Brad running VMUG and what are the VMUG priorities for 2017 and beyond. I know he's a relatively new CEO there, so we got him on the call, so we'll talk to him. But before we do some introductions, let's talk a little bit about the news, what's happening in the news um, Big news that I have is VMworld registration opened yesterday or the day before yesterday, I think Monday or Tuesday, and they have a new website up with some new theming. That's kind of cool. So if you haven't been to VMworld.com, go check it out. The new themes are up as well as registration is open. I believe Early Bird is live, and you can go register for U.S. and Europe. Is that right, Tommy? Yep, that's right. You can register for both conferences, and Early Bird
2: rates are now through June 12th.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Um, Don't know the price, but uh, I think the price is somewhere in the two grand range. I know maybe early bird saves you a couple hundred dollars, and uh, I believe that there are the you know the usual discounts. So you can go to VMUG and get a VMUG advantage, and usually get a discount there. Um, And I know that the discounts don't add up, so you got to choose which discount path you're going to use in order to get your best price to Reg. But the point is, register early, and remember VMWorld Europe is uh, early this year. That's why we're opening Reg for both of those right now. Let's see what else is in the news. Well, big news. Yesterday, we announced that vCloud Air is being purchased by one of the big cloud vendors, OVH. Uh, That's going to happen sometime in May. That's not unusual, given uh, that we've done the Amazon deal, that we've stepped up. Our vCloud Air strategy is really about the multi-cloud, the hybrid cloud with the cloud vendors, uh, and that... Our, you know, we got into vCloud Air business, it obviously was one of these places where it's not one of our core strengths to operate data centers. And so I can see us stepping up, being the infrastructure play for the hybrid cloud environment, and then you know, work with all the cloud vendors independently, much the way we did with storage, where even though we were owned by EMC, we, we stepped up and became an independent player for infrastructure for those storage vendors. I like this strategy much better than the fact that we own VCloud Air as a you know a cloud offering, and then we competed with everybody else that had clouds. I like the infrastructure play, Tommy. I don't know if you've heard anything in social around the chatter around that, but mostly what I've heard is 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 positive conversation around the fact that we're out of this business now.
2: Yep, I'm hearing the same. Yep.
1: Okay. Um, other news. I know we have Edward Hletke on the phone. He runs this podcast, Edward. You got a podcast going tomorrow?
0: Yeah, it's the 177th episode of the virtualization and cloud security podcast. That started one or yeah. two weeks after this one started.
1: Yeah. Um, it been running just as long. You just haven't had um, as much consistency if you're only at 177. But No, yeah, we
0: eventually. don't do it every week. We do it every other week. So we're half your number.
1: Nice. That makes sense. That makes sense. And the, uh, good podcast, highly recommended. You can get that. Where can you where can you go to uh, listen to that podcast, Edward?
0: Um, you can get it on iTunes as a virtualization security roundtable. It's there, and you can get it off a talk show. Fantastic. Great tool. That's what we use. So if you're listening to us,
1: you can listen to Edward, too. Go add it to your iTunes playlist and get some downloads. And security is a big deal this year, as we have talked about it. So there's... There's two big things we're working on this year for sure. I mean, we do all the normal stuff, maybe three big things. One is NSX. Two is security. Three is you know the hybrid cloud with, with AWS and IBM and all the other players. So big efforts for us. So, Edward, I'm glad you're, you're there being in that ecosystem. We're always looking for people in the ecosystem to do that kind of stuff. So awesome. All right. Uh, anything else left in the news? Open it up to any of the community members. Anybody have anything they want to announce before we get to today's main guest? We also have Sean. He, he joined the call as well. He's here now. Ah, great. Sean Odell, uh, welcome to the community podcast as well. You're one of our community members on the podcast. Welcome to the show.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. And uh, greetings from the uh, Seattle VMUG UserCon today.
1: Oh, ah, that's great. Yes. Sometimes I do the announcements of the user cons. You can go to vmug.com. They have a great new calendar out on the site. Go check it out. Join your VMUG. Really like the new calendar, which. You know, leads us into our guest today, uh, which, which is um, CEO of VMUG, Brad Tompkins. Brad, welcome to the show.
4: Well, thank you very much, Eric. Super happy to be here today.
1: Um, as well, we have Chris McCain. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. We'll get to you in a second. Um, but Brad, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, how long you've been in the data center, big business, building communities, whatever it is you do, give us the elevator pitch of how long you've been working in various places. Where have you been and what have you done?
4: Sure, no problem. So I've been in the IT industry my entire career and um, I started out selling the networks, the corporate accounts, those kind of things. I did a little bit of uh, computer training, which was always fun and interesting. And uh, then I moved on into the help desk side of things. That led into the telecom side of things. And what happened, uh, you know, what was that, about 10, 15 years ago when the whole data telecom starting to to collide, you know, I realized that the telecom folks, they were going to be on the outside looking in. And that's when I really switched over into the data center side. And I I ran a data center for uh, a company that focuses on insurance uh, or serving the insurance industry. And that's where I got plugged into VMware. Uh, This is probably around the you know 2011 time frame that's when i became a vmug member and back then we were doing uh, using srm and recovery point appliance and replicating and i remember doing talks with people about you know explaining what rto and rpo meant and all that kind of stuff back then those were new terms and now it's, it's old hat uh so i left that and i actually worked for a company that did co-location and they are also part of the vcloud air network and then from that i left there and, and came to be the VMUG CEO. It was an opportunity. I've been doing this for about two years, and it was an opportunity to, to get more involved on the community side of things. I've been involved in, in various user groups throughout my career and, and jumped at the chance. I mean, to, to be able to, to be a part of this big community and, and passionate that's community was a great, uh, great opportunity. So I jumped okay. on it, been doing that for a couple of years now.
1: Brad, yeah, it's super cool to meet you. I have never met you before, but uh, I would say that anybody that came up through IT and worked and worked in, uh, you know, training, call center, you know, data center, it's great to have you there because I think that's, you know, a key to making good decisions around building a community is just the the notion that you understand what we're all going through. So uh, that's that's great. I'm glad I'm glad you're there. That might be a little bit different than the previous CEO. I don't remember uh, him and what he brought to the table, but I love the fact that you came up through the IT industry and worked in the IT industry uh, because that's the best way to have a leader, you know, at that top. So welcome, welcome to the show, and that that's super cool. Um, from the from a VMUG perspective, um, have you had some you know goals and objectives of you know? engaging with vmug when you came in did you look around and uh, what are some of the big things that you discovered about vmug and you know what it has been your goals through 2016 2017 and beyond with regard to the the overall vmug program uh what's your impressions and where do you think you're going
4: well like i mentioned i've been a part of vmug since 2011 New to this role about two years ago and, and one of the things that was very nice came on board is just Again, to be part of this, uh, it's such an active and passionate community. So I think it was a scenario where you kind of came in and you're like, you know what? A lot of things here aren't broken. It's just how do we improve on it? And how do we continue to serve the community uh, in, in bigger and better ways going forward? There had been a tremendous amount of work done since 2010, which is when VMUG became independent. And it's important to note that VMUG is an independent organization. We are tightly aligned with VMware, but we're completely independent from VMware. And because we're tightly aligned, we do get a lot of benefits and there's a lot of advantages that we pass on to our members because of that tight alignment. One of them is this offering that we're going to be talking about here in a minute, but that's just a small sampling of that. But so then you look at, all right, how can we expand on what we give our members and how can we take what they are asking? And I think this is one of the key things that VMUG does is, we listen to our members, and we give them what they're asking for. And a lot of that is what's new in vSphere, what's, what's you know how can I make things work better, You know those kind of things. Also, I feel like our role is how can we tell our members about what's coming around the corner? What do they need to be prepared for? What they do with that information is up to them. Whether you utilize software programs or utilize this and that, that's up to them. They can make that business decision. I just want to make sure they're educated. So when somebody asks them, you know, what's our – strategy on virtualized networks, then they've got an answer. What's our strategy on DevOps? They've got an answer. We can provide them the information. They come up with that answer. But that's, that's one of the things that we really try to focus on, you know, every day is, is how do we continue to serve the, the community out there. Uh, some of the specific goals that we're looking at is obviously we're, we're always looking to expand. We've got over 120,000 members globally. I've got 200 chapters globally. But we still have people email us in saying, "Oh, I'm in India, this particular part of India, I want to start a new chapter," or "I'm in Japan, I want to start a new chapter." Those kind of things. So we kind of keep those things rolling along. And um, <laughs>
1: yeah, is part of your charter then? I mean, part of your goal to to you know VMUG user groups is is part of is a big part of that the user group function itself.
4: Yes, it is. So if you think about VMUG from a, from an organization. So it's myself and I have roughly about 20 other people that work on, you know, VMA and work on the community. And what our, you know, know, charter and our day-to-day task is, is, is how do we provide the tools to the leaders out there that then go and do local groups? And then some of them do user cons and those kind of things. So it's, we want to kind of just be behind the scenes, but give our leaders and our volunteers the tools they need to succeed, But we like the leaders to be as much a part of this as they can because they're the ones that are sitting in that chair every day knowing what's going on. They know their community, those kind of things. I can't duplicate that. I don't have the staff or the resources to duplicate that. That's why we rely heavily on the community and on our hundreds of volunteers out there that do a fantastic job.
1: And bringing people together in cities to meet and to socialize and then possibly to learn and to engage. But... I mean there's some places where you know v, you know VMware offers education services and you know you're not going to get into the you know in the training business right I assume that what you're trying to do is get people together to talk about what education they can do what training they can do and then you know ask questions about what they learned in the training but you're not going to actually then start running training programs right you're 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 there to focus on bringing the people together in the cities and engaging right is that is that a fair assessment
4: Exactly. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. And I think that, um, you know, from a training perspective through VMUG Advantage, we do offer training discounts, but that's VMware training. That's, that's okay. who runs that training. We can You can that buy it fair. through us on discounts and those kind of things. But from a training perspective, no, that's not what we want to do. Now we do provide the community and we want a healthy community. So that, that peer-to-peer networking, that kind of learning that you can, that informal learning that you can do, whether it's in an online community or sitting across the table at a user con or a local group. Obviously we want to foster that, but that's informal training. You know, we're not looking to get into the business of doing training. We do want to promote the training that VMware has because that's something that uh, benefits our members and, and they need to be aware of the training that's out there. And if we can provide them a discount because of that tight alignment with VMware, so be it. We, we we're interested in that.
1: That, 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 that makes sense. I, I totally see that where, you know, what you're doing as VMUG, the user groups, is actually forming the the communities in cities where they can get together, and then offering up knowledge and information and sharing and that that kind of stuff for these meetings, and and then managing the people. Uh, There's, you know, in the last five years since, you know, I've been in the community space pretty heavily, I've I've gotten a lot of feedback in in the last couple years around the notion that You know, is the charter for VMUG shifting because of revenue requirements, right? And you know, what does it mean to have these, you know, these big community uh, V form meetings uh, that that have sponsorships and you know the dollar amount that comes to that, and how many meetings actually have sponsors? So there's been quite a lot of feedback over the years around where is the line between sponsorships that are coming, you know, along, and are these industry, do you guys have kind of some kind of rule of thumbs or guidelines on how to, you know, it's a fine line you have to pay for things, right, you know, to have communities get together. Um, but then if you if, if you have too big a structure, then, you know, you're starting to look like a VM world with, you know, professional booths and paid sponsors and all that. How do you kind of, you know, navigate those waters between meetings with pizza and beer versus versus, you know, formal sponsorships with $20,000 kind of booths and events. How do you you deal with that?
4: So the way we deal with that is we basically have two in-person mechanisms that we meet on. One of them is a user con. That's more of a a formal type environment. It's not quite as fancy as a vForum, which is a VMware event, but it's kind of similar to that. And that we do have sponsors, and we do about 35, 40 of those a year. The bulk of it is the local meeting, and that's where a local leader is going to say, you know what, I want to do a Lunch and Learn, or I want to do a V beers, or I want to have breakfast, or whatever they want to do. And then right. they'll go uh, contact whatever sponsor. Sometimes it's a local VAR. Sometimes it's a, a, part, a VMware partner. And they say, hey, we want you to come talk. Will you pick up the tab for, let's say, lunch? And they get together. We're not involved in that at all outside of promoting it and, and websites and things like that. But right. as far as that, it's really more of a grassroots hey we're going so to have chapter some
1: activity
4: yeah. that is the chapter activity and we're here to support that activity activity from a uh, advertising from a marketing from a hey here's the reg tool to use those kind of things and that way our leaders can focus on bringing good content and facilitating the meeting and we try to offer them help if they want it uh, to do the marketing side of things, to send the email blast, those kind of things. I mean you can imagine we're sending out You know, millions of emails, uh, you know, on a a monthly basis to let people know where these events are. And so those kind of systems are sophisticated and they take resources and those sort of things. And that's the workload we try to take off of our local leaders so then they can focus on content and how do we bring the community together.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's an important thing to get the word out is that, you know, it's up to a chapter then and the chapter leadership to define – how much sponsorship is in a, a given meeting, right? Because some of the feedback that we've gotten over the years and, uh, is that, you know, even when I go to the chapter meetings, they're very commercialized, right? And the, the VMUG, the VMUG.com, your, your org, you know, supports all these meetings and all the infrastructure. But it's up to the chapter to decide how they want to try to, you know, either have free pizza and, blah, 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 and everybody puts in $5 and then there's no, no sponsorship at all for that meeting. Or whether you get you know somebody that donates a room and you meet that way, or whether you get a, a, a the chapter gets a sponsor and then you know you have somebody that has to do a product pitch, right? So I think what you're saying is that's really at the chapter level that you know the the you know the local administrators make of that choice how they want to do that. Is that is that right?
4: Yes, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> and you know we realize we're not the only community out there. I mean we are the VMware user group, but we're not the only community out there and there are certain scenarios where we will partner up with another community and maybe that's just advertising or or maybe that's something a little bit more uh, you know joint meeting type thing but that's uh, you know we want to be a part of the greater community that's even bigger than us and uh you you know this Katie Bradley came by earlier this year to talk about how we can work within that larger ecosystem and really appreciated right. having her come out and and be a part of yeah. the uh planning here so you know we are we are the VMware user group, but we understand much like VMware understands there are multiple uh, vendors out there and there's multiple people that are involved in this community. It's not just yeah. us, but we want to be a be a part of it and we want to support the the community as a whole, but obviously VMUG as well.
1: Yeah, and we see that. You know, in the, in the running a large number of communities, we have all kinds of community programs that are going on. As Katie Katie probably you know showed you this slide. That, the community is really more like a community ecosystem with professional bloggers and branded blogs yeah. and all kind of different places that these conversations have from, from Slack to you, you name it, Reddit to all these places. And so I've noticed that each one of these communities over time has a specialization. So I see community actually specializing in various functions, right? And you really come with a value process for the area that you specialize in. And I see all the community ecosystems becoming very, very specialized, right? And each one either survives or doesn't survive based on that specialization. And where I see VMA, you know, it has absolutely the value prop and specialization is the fact that you have such a broad reach and you have the meetings, they're in person, and you get to bring people together and have real conversations, you know, that are, you know, face-to-face where you have these meetings, you get to know everybody in your city that's working on these similar problems. I think that's, you know to me, the VMUG value prop that everybody you know sh- should know about is these face-to-face meetings, and then how do you make them real and authentic and keep them real and authentic. That leads me to my next thing on the general framework, and a lot of these are coming up because these are the things we've heard about from VMUG in the last five years of feedback, and I think getting the, this information out is actually really important. So the idea that the chapters control the framework for how their local meetings work is very important, so now you know – if you don't like a form, the format of your chapter meeting, go talk to your chapter uh, leadership and try to convince them to change that format a little bit if you if you think you don't like the way they're doing that, right? Too much sponsorship, not enough sponsorship, et cetera. The other question... Well, that's to actually,
0: I, mean, I, I want to inject something here, I mean, just to get a to comment on that. There's actually two comments I'd like to make, and one is on training and one is on the VMUG user cons and the VMUG meetings. First off, Every VMUG has training in it. No matter how you look at it, you're learning something new. It could be something technological. It could be something about a product. It could be something about some – you're talking to other people. It is the ultimate learning experience. And that's the way you should go into it as a a member. That's the way I go into it. It's not about the free food. It's not about the vendor pitch. Some people may be about whatever, like the event that may be happening at the same time. That happens. But the vast majority of people that keep on going to the VMOD, it is about the learning experience. They're getting training. It, no yeah. way, however, how you put it, it's training. It's just not formalized training. So if we're going to say training, you've got to include formal and non-formal. It's not formal, but it does happen. And I do know there's some ideas for even longer periods of learning time. Deeper dives would be lovely at some of the VMUGs. Those types of things we, can, we can't we can get anywhere else at this time.
1: Yeah, and that's interesting the not... because it, also, it is valuable because the people that are there that can talk about it can talk, talk in real terms versus a training class that might just be an instructor. The people that, that are talking and deep diving in these subjects are people that are actually running the product.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the other Anything? one is is that the v, the flavor of the VMUG, and I mean, Brad said it depends on the leadership. It absolutely does. I've been to speaking at several VMUGs that where it really is no product pitches at all. It's sponsored by the vendors. The vendors throw something at the end, like a little thing, and they may collect things. People may opt in to get win a prize or whatnot. But it is just one user talk after another user talk after another user talk, or even a user panel and things like that. Other ones are very much, oh, we're going to do the VMware catch up. We're going to do the product pitch. And they try to make, and sometimes they say, okay, the vendor can come in and talk, but they can't make a product pitch. So they go off and say, make it as technical as possible. Right. Generally, the people that are there are really the sales folks. They don't know how to do technical and they fail three-quarters of the time even yeah. though they think they are. The yeah. other one is they save a little bit of time to have a user or somebody from the community come up and speak. But the problem they have is not that they don't want the user community to speak. It's the user community doesn't want to speak. So you end up hearing yeah. from the same people over and over again, and that gets boring yeah. to the community. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. That,
1: that's exactly oh. – yeah, I've heard, I've heard that before where – you know, but I think that the takeaway is the local leadership needs to be responsible for recruiting. You know, community members that can come and talk and engage. This isn't coming from ZMUG.com. It's the local people that have to figure out this format and then and then execute on it.
0: Well, but at the yeah. same time, at the user cons, we're seeing less and less user talks, more and more vendor talks. I right. like to see it the other way around. I understand why it's like that, but. The way that I heard all the user cons are set up is you get a list of here, select from these, whatever, to, to for people to speak. Again, it's a large step for someone to go from being in the audience to being on stage.
4: Yeah. So yeah, I well, of points the on that. One. The the user cons they, are also led by the local leaders. When I say that, meaning they they're picking the content. So whether it's a local group or a user con, the local leaders are the ones that are picking the content and those kind of things. The user cons do have a little bit more formality, more staff touch to it, just because it's a large event. And when you're, when you're getting venues and having to deal with food and beverage and all that kind of stuff, obviously we're taking care of that. We do want peer presentations. So if you're somebody out there, you have a story. If you're willing to stand up and tell that story, we can mentor you. We can help you get ready to tell that story. We can start off small and grow it. We can start off small and stay small. It doesn't matter. We need need peer presentations. We also have training for sponsors. And in that training, we tell them, don't send your salesperson to to do the presentation. Send your technical person. We don't care if they presented before or not. We want to talk nuts and bolts. You cannot get too technical for our audience. So that's something that we continually work with our sponsors and with our local leaders on. This is this is what the membership as a whole is asking for. And, Edward, you said it. You know, we want peer presentations. We want to hear people that have gone through the trenches and done this. And whatever we can do to encourage people to, to stand up and tell their story, we want to do. And we do have mentoring programs. We do have training for sponsors, et cetera. So we do have things in place. But no question, we are always looking for peer presenters, and we want to get more and more of those, as many of those as we can.
0: And I don't Stop. think it and I Stop. don't think yeah, it's the leadership's never... responsive I don't think it's the leadership's responsibility either if you are a VMUG user a, a member of the VMUG, and you have gone up and gotten up and, and faced that thing and spoke and you know someone else that would have a really good talk you as a user of that a member of that group should go up and approach that person say you know that's a great idea why don't you go up and talk maybe even mentor them to do that it is nerve-wracking i've been speaking for years and i still get nervous it doesn't change it doesn't get it it just gets easier you get over it but you get used to it but doesn't you don't ever get rid of that
1: i'm going to i'm going to give this thread maybe another two minutes and then we're going to move on to the nfx stuff so let's just giving you a warning Two-minute warning. We'll finish up on the, the format of VMUGs in the talks, and then we'll move, move on in a bit to
2: the, the main vendor. So, uh, the, yeah. the one thing I want to say as a, um, as a VMUG leader is that um, I've, I've seen a lot of um, presentations where uh, you know this goes to uh, the local leaders um, uh, for VMUG. It, it's really their responsibility for both the, the, the monthly meet or quarterly meetings as well as the user cons. Um, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, it's up to the leaders to kind of help add that to the user con to make sure that um, each of those um, user cons have uh, appropriate community sessions, uh, as, as we call them, um, but also the, you know, the, you know, the smaller group meetings, um, you know, that's really, you definitely have to kind of tell your, your uh, you know, your partner sponsors to, you know, hey, don't, don't let the sales guy, you know, let the sales guy introduce the engineer. And then, you know, we tell them, hey, you know, kind of keep it, keep it short. Keep it super technical if you can. I mean, we love seeing new product features, right? So, like, you know, I'll just throw out there, like, you know, uh, like a Veeam 9.whatever um, kind of update or, you know, whatever kind of uh, product that, that uh, you know, they're kind of showing us. We, we, we do want to see what it's capable of. Uh, but we don't want it to be like, hey, you know, this is going to – it doesn't need to be a sales pitch.
0: Okay.
2: Good.
1: Yeah, so I think that's something so – I've learned a couple things. I hope our listeners have learned a couple things on how to make your V-Mug, uh better. You know, I've gotten literally hundreds of comments over the last five years. People come up to me and go, yeah, VMUG, I don't like the format, this or that. It's gone way too corporate, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the, what we've learned here, at least what I've learned, is hey, it's it's not VMUG.com and the VMUG org and uh, Brad Thompson CEO that's setting that agenda. I mean, they're just trying to build a framework and do the right thing for the orgs and you know giving everybody the power to have these meetings. But it's up to the local community leadership and the local community members, to Edward's point, to actually get in there and uh, make make it a great VMUG right by by engaging and. If you want it to be more round table talking and exchanging then you know make that recommendation get out there and then figure out what you're going everyone's going to talk about by default if they don't have that I can see where the easy the easy solution is to bring in some people the vendors and other who really do want to talk and have presenters and have engineers and can can do that so yeah good point Edward any last points on this thread before we move on um
0: no I actually think that this would I mean, I would love to see this broadcast over all the communities that you guys have the training for people if they want to get up and speak. I know you guys are open to it. But yeah, I, I know, Mike, this I know. Ne- this seems to be. This needs to be a big push from on the VMTN. It needs to be a big push from VMware. It needs to be a big push from the VMUG, and each leadership should be able to do it. I have yet to see an email says, hey, you want to speak at our user con or you want to speak at a Mug? This is what you do talk to me. Yep. I haven't even and seen now- anything like that, and that may, uh, that may be the first step, the opening salvo, in getting more people involved in speaking at these yep. events. I mean, okay. I would start, if you're going to speak, I would yep. start there and not target VMworld <laughs> immediately. For example and in
1: the, in the in the chat somebody somebody typed out that there is vcom slash volunteer slash become a leader and I know that Mike Laverick who used to host the podcast here went off and tried to build speaker training uh, content so that you could go in there and become trained on how to put a pitch together and be in front of an audience and I know that was one of his big pushes for the last couple of years is to to help members get trained on how to do talks so that we could bring the people back into the into that, that format. So, yeah. Anybody else, uh, I don't know, wondering or Tony, you, you had a question maybe, I see that in the chat, I'll give it a moment if you wanna come off mute and ask something, otherwise we'll move on.
0: Sure, um, so this actually goes
1: back a little bit uh, earlier in the conversation. How did somebody, uh, what are the requirements for somebody to uh, step up and take a uh, leadership role in their VMUG.
4: Oh, that's a great question. So we do have formalized training for VMUG leaders, and that's usually you know a, a couple of webinar or two where we we get on with you and we kind of talk to you about hey, here's some of the guidelines, here's what we're looking for as far as rules to follow, and then you know here's where you can kind of shape it up however you want to. We kind of give you best practices but we also want to rely on the local knowledge of that leader to say okay this you know let me tweak this a little bit here there because it's going to work better in my community and then once that gets done then you get the uh, availability to the tools that our leaders have so that might be you know invites to exclusive events that we talk about you know we have a lead monthly leader or a quarterly leader call those kind of things you also get Vmug advantage for free uh, and then there's some other things we just announced we've got uh, the leader summit coming at the end of the year, so that's something that we, um, obviously, is a big, big uh, benefit from being a leader. So once you get plugged in from an aspect of going through the training, you get your tools, you know, then we have the, the quarterly calls to help you out, and then there's also the leader community that can help out as well. Uh, we do that via online and, and, and a bunch of different methods to do that. One thing I do want to note, to be a VMUG leader, we ask that you be a VMware customer it um, you know you can't be a VMware employee and we do have some partner leaders out there but we really want to attract that VMware customer to be the leader uh, in you know whatever area it's in so if you're a customer you're interested in leading even if you have a group that has local leadership we can still plug you into that team and and get you involved in some of those activities it might not be the leader but it could be maybe on a, a committee or maybe on the leadership team, those kind of things. So there's a lot of opportunities there. You can reach out to member services or leader services and then we can, and on our website, and then we can get you plugged in. But if you're a, if you're a customer, that's who we're looking for, to be a VMUG leader.
1: All right. All right. Well, okay, we're going to move on now because we do want to get to the um, main body of the topic here, which is some of the stuff we're doing with NSX that we announced uh, a couple days ago, or VMUG did. So, um, so why don't, before we get into that, why don't I, um, introduce Chris McCain? Chris, you're on the call and you've been patient, I'm the Director of Product uh, Management and Network for Network and Security. Welcome to the show. Why don't you do a little bit of who you are and what you, how long you've been with VMware and where else have you been? You know, in a minute or so.
3: Sure, thank you. Uh, happy to be on here today. This is an exciting topic for sure. Uh, I have been with VMware for three and a half years. Uh, I came aboard to build the training and certification program around NSX, and have now moved on to some product management role, uh, and some of the exciting news that we're going to get into it here in a moment. Uh, prior to VMware, I was a, a longtime VMware instructor, uh, also a consultant, also wrote the first book ever on VMware, the Mastering VMware Infrastructure 3 book, before uh, it became a bestseller by Scott Lowe. So. Uh, long history with VMware and uh, now a really good run as an employee. So,
2: happy to be here. All
3: right.
1: So, um, who wants to introduce the, the, the NSX offering that you guys have put together at the month? Uh, should it be Brad or should it uh,
4: be, be you? Yeah, let's let Chris take this one. Sure.
3: So, look, Brad and I met uh, at the end of last year. We were doing some v Forum events. And uh, along the same lines as what what the conversation has been today, talking about the user, we started thinking, you know, what what can we do that's more user centric in in 2017, right? Where 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 do the users need to look for their future, uh, you know, as part of this VMUG community and within their own respective job roles? So you know, together we kind of came up with this idea that we should create a community that's dedicated towards NSX. uh, And that's to cover, you know, network virtualization, security, and and really since NSX is the glue for cross-cloud and hybrid cloud, it's really about that forward momentum. And so the the release of this community is about giving people access uh, to information, giving people access to others who are at this same crossroads, right, who have to make this, decision in their career, particularly if you're, you know, a, a traditional hardware-centric networking person that says, oh, you know, I need to dig in a little bit and see what this NSX stuff is about. Or if you're a virtualization person saying, hey, you know, I've been hearing about this NSX thing, where can I go? You know, with the, with the really strong that they've had around vSphere, this is an opportunity to not only grow that community to those hardware-centric networking people, but also to give the vSphere people... Uh, some access to information around NSX. So, you know, we were happy to announce on Monday uh, this community came out with a bang. I'll let Brad talk about the the enrollments we've had so far. But, uh, you know, everybody that we've talked to, everybody who's been involved is super excited about what we're going to offer this year uh, in 2017.
1: Okay. I like the idea of the packaging and some of the rewards and so forth. So maybe you can cover some of the stuff you announced around um, some of the you know, prizes that you're going to be giving away for people that are, that are you know, engaged in the community?
3: Yeah, so we, we've got a handful of different levels of prizes. We're going to give away you know, some, some low-level stuff like some swag and, and uh, some vouchers. And then we've got uh, about 20 uh, of these training packages we're going to give away that include the NSX in Stock and Figure Manage on-demand course plus two exam vouchers one for the vSphere foundation exam one for the vCPNV plus online exam prep for both of those exams so all told it's uh it's about forty two hundred dollars worth of worth of training and certification
0: so i have a question about that how do you win these prizes i mean we spent a whole lot of time talking about something else now let's go back how do i win these prizes
3: You, you win them by being active in the community and members are being selected Okay.
0: How you get selected? I mean, what's the criteria for this? Is it like that's, team, that's handled right? by the
3: marketing? That's handled by the marketing people. So they they tell me who won, and and I say congratulations, you'll get a prize.
4: Yeah, it's not going to so, be a format where it's answer this question, and you know caller number ten gets the gets the prize. It's not that going to be that way. We're going to be more sneaky yeah. about it. We want you know we want it to be more you know kind of surprise. You won. You've done this. This is great. You've participated. You know, you've answered a question, you ask a question, you know, those kind of things. So we're, we're scouring the, the online community and, and looking at uh, what's going on there. And so we're going to be, uh, you know, picking out those folks that are, are really being active and involved. So it could be answering, it could be asking, it could be many different ways that you can participate in the online community.
0: But I think you guys do need some rules in place that people know what the world their target is. If some of it is like, hey, you gave a great talk, I got great reviews, and you get that, that's fine too. If it's, hey, you go off and you do these 17, 20 different tasks and you have a chance of winning, at least they have a target. You really got to give me a target. Otherwise, why should I bother? Yeah. Well, yeah, a, lot that. A, lot of people,
3: a lot of people play slots. They don't know when they're going to win, but they keep playing. So, but the rules
0: for slots are really well known you need to get x y and z and to win this you need to get 3 in a row of this to win the big jackpot everybody knows those rules
3: the rule the rule you is be, simple. you got to be active you got to be yeah, active but in what does that mean by win. active does if, that mean if, you if you don't you, mean, if you don't play slots you don't win
0: Well, here's the thing is that by what do you mean by active again i mean i know people that consider themselves active if they go on a forum once a month That, to them, is considered active. I know other people that go on a forum for 20 or 30 times a day. To them, that's active. Everybody has a different definition of active. So what is the target activity you're looking at to even be considered? That would be nice to know. And is it only on the forum, or could it be something at the user group itself?
4: For the initial phase, it's only at the forum. And I, I appreciate the feedback, and I'm taking some notes down here on that. Uh, But one thing I want to mention, and we alluded to this in the video, this is only phase one. So we are planning on building this out. We've got some announcements that we're not ready to to talk about yet, but we do have some other announcements to build on this and to expand that out, to expand the experience out. So, uh, you know, I hear you. It shouldn't just be online, and, you know, we do want to see how can we proliferate that out you know, to an in-person experience and to, you know, whatever it's going to go. So we are still working on that. Some of those have been finalized but not ready to talk about it. But we've seen a huge splash on this, and it's been great to see the feedback and, and great to be able to offer this. And, and I appreciate the partnership with VMware to put something like this together because it, it's definitely exciting, and it's a fantastic opportunity that's only going to get better.
0: Well, here's the other thing that I would like to say is that if you are going to give a prize like this, Notify the 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 Mug user leader of the person who won and have them do it at the next user meeting.
4: Yeah, that's get a great idea. Really, we, we
0: do. And then you get it videotaped or something like that, send a video kit, yeah. and then you can do yeah. that. Get it yeah. really per you gotta get some of the stuff instead of doing we, we do too much electronically and we we get our rewards electronically now. Right. And to be honest, it's kinda cool to get Something in person. Yeah, like a trophy. That's, that's to me what VMUG
1: has. The, the cool value of VMUG to me is that you're the only ones in this space that actually can do things in person, right? And so focusing on the V, the, the, that's the goal of VMUG, is to, you know, from my perspective, get user groups together, get the people together, engage with them, do the real physical things. We have so many places online that you can engage with and social media and all the different channels, hundreds of channels, thousands of channels. As Edward put it, you're overwhelmed with digital stuff. Right? What VMUG brings to the table is it's the only ones that are actually bringing people together and doing things physically in a room.
0: Right, and No, then those, it's, not the oral, it's not the only one doing that, but it's the one that the vast majority of us are yeah it's,
1: it's, it's what, yeah, it's the one that we spend millions of dollars trying to fund, right, and get everybody together. You know, that's just my feedback is like, wow, you know. And if you can tie some of this back to those meetings, to Edward's point, trophies, awards, pictures of people in, in a room engaging, to me that's like where the VMA value really shines. And I like the idea that you're trying to get into NSX, and that's all good, and I love that. Um so, yeah, that, it, a little bit of mixed feedback there. But, yeah, I love VMUG and the fact that you get people in the room.
4: Yeah. And, and, uh, and our all, our in-person events are are very successful, and we will definitely continue doing those. We think about how can we morph those into different things and spin off and all that. And at a lot of events, and Chris has given away this before, too, we give away VMUG Advantage. And, you know, you're probably familiar with that. But what we do is we say, look, when you download all this software and you're building your home lab, come back and talk about it. Come back and tell us how it is. And a lot of the leaders will, will put that into stipulation. All right, next meeting is, you know, six months away. You gotta come up here and tell us what you're doing with this. And I love that because that's what people want to hear and that in person contact is, is extremely valuable. And and Eric, I appreciate the comments on the yeah. compliments on yeah. the in-person events. They uh, they are yeah, good sports and we enjoy doing to them. To me,
1: if if your NSX thing had showcased that, or like we're gonna give awards away. For people to build cool NSX labs, and here's what we're going to do. we're going to have it at randomly 15 different VMUG meetings, and they come to the VMUG meeting, do this, build your NSX lab, and then come into the NSX forum and talk about what you've done. That's kind of a marketing model that that lends itself to a component of being in the meetings, which I think then
0: differentiates yourselves,
1: right? Which I like, right? So.
0: But the biggest Depends problem a lot it. of vmics have I mean to be honest, Brad, outside of this, the biggest, biggest problem that a lot of vmics have is just getting people to getting people there. And the yeah. reason why they're having problems is is that they people have moved on. they've gone on to newer and better things. So you got this core group that the user group was formed around who have they're still in virtualization, but they've now gone toward down the route of containerization where they've gone down the route of, I've just moved so far up the stack that I don't worry about the underlying hypervisor anymore. They're worried they're doing a lot of other things. Well, right, there's a lot the of NFL newer of users, of and this, this is the same problem that VMTN has, is that a lot of people have moved up stack so that yeah. they're not involved with the day-to-day stuff. And NSX yeah. is moving up stack but at the same time the learning curve is fairly high so i like the fact that you're giving away all that i really do
1: yeah and i think chris has a good point which is hey the more we do the better and then at this point
0: so it's all good because personally i would agree with that i'm just saying that you're going to run into the point where there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say i want that prize that's why they're going to be involved and then after they get the prize or they get a prize or whatever they may just drop off because it's not in their interest anymore.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the, that's the, the that's yeah, phase,
0: phase,
3: phase, phase one is the prize, so trust me. We, when you see what phase two is going to bring, people won't be dropping off. We, yeah. We've got some pretty and good I, stuff coming.
1: And I, and I believe in forms, and so if you tie in. If you tie in a strong engagement with the meetings and the engagement with people in your phase two and phase three, then having a a form that supports all that, that's like having a Twitter feed or any other thing. You should have that in order to engage with that and be part of that online, I mean, uh, the the physical connection for people to do that. Then it makes sense. I can see where you would have these forms that engage and enable more of that engagement to be successful. Get that. That makes sense. I think this rollout right now, I don't see the phase two, phase three, so I kind of go, if you do yeah, no, the, the personal
3: I, engagement. I agree so it with it makes you. I, 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 I agree, and I think, I think Brad will tell you, you know, the forum is just, that was our, our easiest way to get out and get people just to sign up and show interest in this community so we could start to build a buzz. But I, I, absolutely, right. I, think, I think the events, I think the, the personalized aspect of of educating people about how important it is for them to understand next-generation data center architectures, whether it be containers, Amazon, NSX, you know, any of these things, it's really, that's what we're trying to drive here, is this mindset that you have to be open to new technologies. And personally, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when I was teaching, you know, ESX2, and the number of people who would come to class, and they were so excited about this technology, that I'm, I'm actually surprised that we don't have more folks who are just once again chomping at the bit i mean we do have some but i don't see as many people today chomping at the bit towards network virtualization as i saw with people who were just like oh my god i have to learn about compute virtualization so i think once we start to get you just, you
0: to get you an just aspect. answered your yeah. own question you really just answered your own question they had to learn there ta- were data centers bumping up against power requirements. Every the hu- machines were getting hungrier and hungrier. They ended up having a proliferation of, of, of hardware. There was a, a vast majority of effort to reduce cost. And to be honest, that's what drove virtualization. Yeah, but the, you're, talk, you're talking you're
3: talking you're talking business drivers. I'm talking about. Human element, right? Yes, sure, there's a human element. Driver. They were, they, no, hold on. It was let me finish. Such a let, me cool finish. let me finish. Please. Let, me finish please. I know, but let me finish. Just let me finish. They're, they're, you're talking business drivers, but you know, business drivers don't have overcome a person's internalized fear to learn something new, right? I can give you a bunch of business drivers around NSX. That's all there. But for a hardware networking person, there is this fear that says, I don't want to go learn NSX. I don't want something happening to my job. I don't want that, right? So there's tons of business drivers out there today, but there's more fear of moving forward with NSX than there was with ESX. Yet both of them had business drivers. So it's you know we're 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 battling this human element. There's a psychology to digital tra- digital transformation that that people have to learn to embrace this technology as part of their their career moving forward, and and that's what I hope we can get people to do yeah
1: and I, I think i think you hit on something really critical of the business and i, I agree with you i think that this is a, a total different thing because i was an i'm an administrator right i run machine load os's i do you know standard system admin data center admin ran a data center for years of my career um network was something that I was definitely afraid of, right? So you got the network admin that doesn't want to come over and run an SCDC environment that has everything blurred together where you're doing it all as one big administration task. And you got the administrators like myself who go, oh my God, networking is so hard, you're right, you're right confusing. And so how do we and so everything we can do to bring everybody together, they work in the admin, that direction, the network administration in the center is going to be incredibly hard work versus virtualization where it was just like, hey, make a virtual thing of the thing I already already know how to manage, right? So instead of a server, I have a virtual
3: server. We didn't have to break down the the silos of IT at that point. To be
0: honest, you're missing – and I mean, this is a a discussion we can have forever, but NSX is missing the wow factor. To be honest, the wow factor of vSphere and ESX ESX back in the day – was vMotion. Showing vMotion just blew people away. And that was, wow, I gotta get involved with that. That's cool. Where is the NSX equivalent of that? There is none. That's the big problem, no wow factor.
3: When you look at what we can do with cross data center and the ability to stretch L2, there is a wow factor there. But I, I know, there, well, the, the problem it's,
0: is, is that you're always there's ways to do that today existing network just fine and that's the problem they work
3: they they okay. work but that's yeah, fine
0: sean odell i haven't
1: heard much from you maybe your voice has been there maybe it's not any comments any roll-ups any things that you thought listening to all this i know you're on the call or maybe he's not maybe we're back. i think he dropped
4: yeah. off at one o'clock yeah
1: on one o'clock and dropped off okay um Great conversation here. I think that I know I've learned a bit about VMUG. I, I like that. I hope that our listeners have learned a bit about VMUG. I hope everybody goes off and spends some time in NSX and go to a VMUG and learn more about NSX and go see what they're doing and, at uh, VMUG.com and you know engage there because anything you can do to learn about NSX and get engaged with your local people is a good thing because it is a steep learning curve. It is... Something that you're you're going to spend some time on. It's complex. It's big. It's licensing. You got to do new training. Uh, I know that we've given V experts, uh, you know, license to NSX. So the V expert program has it out there. So everything we can do to move the needle on NSX, just like we're trying to move the needle on security, just like we're trying to move the, the needle on hybrid cloud, is is worthy of doing. And so it's all good conversation. Um, I would like to thank everybody on the call, Brad, Tompkins. Sorry we gave you such a hard time, but glad you're here. And I think I really like your experience and what you bring to the table. Uh, So that's really cool. It's great to meet you. Thanks for being on the show.
4: Eric, I really appreciate it. This has been um, a a great time, and I I appreciate being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I mentioned earlier about the passionate community that I get to serve, and that's fantastic. And part of that is, is good, healthy debate like we just had. I always welcome that. I appreciate it. Folks out there, there's a million different ways to get in touch with me. So if you want to uh, get in touch with me and have conversations about this or a million other things, feel free to do so because I love hearing from the community. So and thanks again, at, Eric, for having me.
1: At VMUG CEO, right, at VMUG CEO is your Twitter handle. Give him a follow and say hello to Brad. And, you know, cool guy. I really I hope to – Jose Irvin, VMware, corporate, come by, say hello. We'd like, like to meet you. I think we are kindred spirits in, in, around community. Uh, Chris. Absolutely. Me, I was
4: there last week.
1: Uh, let us know how we can help you, Chris. Thanks for being on the show. I don't know if I have your Twitter handle or not, um, but thanks for being on the show. Please tell me what it is now. And uh, you know anything we can do to help uh, move NSX deeper into our community is something we're absolutely interested in doing. Thanks for being on the yeah. show, Chris.
3: For sure. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate it. Are you
1: on are you on Twitter?
3: I yeah, I am. It's H C McCain.
1: H H C H C McCain is in Hilltop C McCain. M C C A I N. Give Chris Follow as well. Uh uh Sean You got Chris it. Saying well, Sean is gone. Edward, thanks for being as well. Tommy Berry, I know we have somebody for next week, um, but we're not announcing it yet. But we do have a podcast lined up for next week, and I think we're booked for the rest of April. So uh, thanks for being here. We're watching our numbers, and appreciate you guys listening to us every week in your car on the way home. Anything else before we hit the big red stop button? Going once. Going twice. All right, well, great. Everybody have a great week, and We'll see you again next week.